So welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. This is a Tearsheet Deep Dive where we go deeper into one of our articles that we recently published. Today on the podcast, we have Sarah Toth-Stubb joining us. Sarah, welcome again. Thank you for having me. And uh, we're going to talk about debit rewards programs, right? Yes, yes. So what's going on out there in, in rewards land? Okay, so in rewards land in general, we've seen in the last um, several years um, due mainly to reforms following the the financial crisis um, back in 2008, 2009. We've seen that the debit cards from traditional banks are are not are not usually offering cash back or other generous rewards programs. They're pretty much just basically taking the money that you spend on your debit card out of your bank account, and that's about it. Um, but meanwhile, credit cards. Um, do have pretty generous and competitive rewards programs for earning airlines miles or cash back or you know really anything you can think of these days. So those are those are very strong. Um, and, and is that because interchange think, fees are higher on credit cards and on debit cards? Yes, I, I think okay. that that's what most experts say that um, because such cash back rewards used to be available with some debit cards, it was pretty popular among banks. But when the reforms lowered the, or capped the interchange fees that banks could charge on debit cards, there wasn't a lot of extra wiggle room left mm. to, to offer those rewards. Interesting. So, um, and is this being led by, by fintechs or is it being led more by traditional banks, these new rewards programs? Um, so the new rewards programs are, are in the debit space are being led um, by fintechs and challenger banks or digital first banks. Um, we see that some of them are actually just in the last, I would say over the last year, we've seen some big names start to offer things, but they're starting to offer um, various arrangements for cash back on, on certain purchases, sometimes cash back across the board. Um, and I think this is happening because um, so there's more, there's more competition in the space. And there's also a growing demand among customers, especially younger customers, to use debit cards rather than credit cards. Like they want the rewards, but they want to be able to do it in a debit fashion and not in a credit card fashion where you can rack up a bill. Um, so, we're, so we're seeing that. Another thing to mention is there are a lot of um, apps out there that you can link, you know, really any debit or credit card to apps like Dosh and Drop and Bump. And those, those sort of apps um, allow people to earn cash back um, at certain, at, at many, many brands, thousands of brands. Um, so sometimes it's cash back, like with Dosh, with the app Drop, it's earning, ca- it's earning uh, gift cards back to certain merchants. So that's also out there as, uh, as competition. And I would say from my research and reporting and just, you know, from being a, a, a customer in the 21st century, um, you know, we see loyalty and rewards programs everywhere from, you know, every clothing retailer, Starbucks, everyone seems to have them. So um, it's definitely something I think that customers expect. And it's, it's, a, it's an important form of, of marketing and entertainment for customers in general. So, so given all the research you did for this article, would you say that there's innovation going on? Is, are we at that level yet? Or is it more just like, you know, rising com- competition, just breeding, you know, more options at this point? Um, I think at this point, there's not really so much innovation when you think about it. I think it's more just um, keeping up, keeping up with mm-hmm. the competition. Um, there's a bit of innovation. Um, 
or, or I would say that fintechs are actually relying sometimes on previous innovation. Like I believe that Venmo works with, with Dosh, which anyone can link a card to Dosh, but they have internalized this and, and set it up. So, so I guess we're seeing um, an increasing number of partnerships um, using existing technologies in the background, but different people, different entities linking up to provide what feels new to the customer. Um, so that's something that, that we are seeing. Got it. So, Sarah, you mentioned a couple of these super apps like Dosh. Um, can we talk about, I guess, the basic um, rewards programs that you saw out there um, that are worth noting? Yeah, like what companies are doing. So Square, which has the cash app, they have a program called Boost, which can give you quite generous uh, cash back deals. But um, there, there are some, some things about it. Like you can only, I, I, I'm not an expert in all of their exactly how it works but basically they uh, basically they limit how many boosts you can pick i think you can only use one a day and you can switch it every 24 hours um so it's not cash back across the board and that's actually how a lot of these things are working venmo Mm. also has deals and you can use a lot you can use many of them a day i believe but it's it's at certain retailers like at Target, for example. It's not just cash back across the board wherever you go. Um, and an important thing to note about these also is they do have limits. Like, for example, the Venmo deal where I believe it's 10% cash back at Target. Um, there's a maximum, like you can get only $10 back. So it's not like you can spend thousands of dollars in these merchants and get hundreds of dollars back. So it's important to read to read the fine print with the uh, with the cashback offers that we see now there is a Canadian startup Coho which um, offers a prepaid debit card and they pretty much give 0.5 percent cashback pretty much across the board hmm. but that's relatively rare more what we're seeing are these fintechs um, part partnering up like N26 just announced um, some deals that of 15% cash back with booking.com and 50% off Lime um, scooter rentals. But again, they're making partnerships and they're sharing the costs of the deal with that partner. Um, so that's also something to note that there's a lot of teaming up and partner, partnering up. It's not just the, the startup or the bank um, absorbing this through the interchange fees they're making. That's, that's next, not how it's working. We do see some other creativity out there. Um, for example, the app Acorns, um, they, for, they offer a type of cash back, which I believe they also call uh, cash forward. And that money is actually invested into people's um, ETF funds, uh, you know, across the stock market to be invested. Um, and we also saw the company Stash. They actually um, allow their users to earn cash back at certain brands, but rather than straight cash back, what you actually get are micro shares in those brand stocks. So there is some creativity in that sense. Um, and then um, let's see, we have Brex, which is a, a credit card aimed at aimed at mainly technology startups Mm -hmm. and this again this is this is important to know it's credit i believe not not debit but mainly credit but it's following along the same lines with sort of tailored programs meaning that they're working with partners and you're getting you're getting a, a higher percentage of cash back for things that startups spend money on like ride sharing programs and software expenses coffee shops and again they're working with um with partners to, to make those deals possible. 
Um, so that's something interesting to note as well. So I wanted to go back to something you said earlier on. Um, you said customers are getting kind of more savvy. In this. Are customers driving the, the changes that are going on in this debit rewards field? Um, and if not, who, what is driving sort of the change in the new options? So, so yeah, I think most experts would say that, that customers are, you know, customer demand is, is driving and encouraging companies to offer rewards that sound generous and rewards that sound, you know, easy to redeem. Um, I think I read in a, in a report from PricewaterhouseCoopers that credit cards, this is just credit cards, but spend $31 billion a year on rewards programs, or that's what they spent in 2016. Um, so that's, quite a quite a lot of money to to spend on that but i guess they see it as worth it and people are you know apps and fintechs and digital banks that are also offering financial services you know are also seeing the need to to compete and as there are more of them people aren't you know there there are many payments apps and, and many things that that uh they're trying to to draw customers it's no longer in the days of you know that that there's paypal and no other competitors or something like that there are competitors so they're using this to, to draw people in. So um, I guess we have time for one last question. And um, so you mentioned that there are, uh, you know, there's straight ahead rewards programs that cash back, cash forward. Um, there's stock-based programs. Um, and then there are these, the emergence of these super apps that sit on top of, of other debit cards. Um, right. This is obviously the trillion dollar question, but what do you, what do you think the future looks like? Like, are we just going to see more of the same? Did you get a feel for um, some opportunities out there? Like, well, I guess, given what you saw, like, what, what do you think the future has in store in 2020 for uh, debit rewards programs and for customers of them? Um, so the, the, the people that I, the companies that I talked to, they said that they thought they would probably see more in this space. And this is sort of just the beginning. Um, because not, I mean, it's, it's still a relatively new and emerging thing, but they all seem to say that, that yes, they, that customers are making demands, that customers are hard to keep, that they want to give their customers the best value. And this is a key way they see in, in doing that. And, and one other thing that several of them mentioned actually was, um, you know, sort of what part of an underlying theme in the whole fintech industry in, in some sense or in payments is that the idea that customers want more transparency and less fees, you know, that, that sort of thing. So they mentioned that with these rewards programs, they're also trying to build on the theme of transparency and communicate that to the, to the customer. So rather than accruing points that you then need to redeem, like a lot of credit card programs have, they are often um, promoting their programs as, you know, automatic cash back, the moment you make the purchase, things like that. So that's another theme that I think will continue to see the, the transparent nature or at least what they market as a transparent nature of these programs. Interesting. Well, I want to ask a corollary, I guess, a follow-on question, what I just asked. Um, I mean, behind the scenes, there are a few, um, I guess, bank sponsors that, that sponsor some of these programs. Do you see sort of... Um, a pair, I guess, a movement towards parity in the types of services that um, these debit cards offer. Meaning, do a lot of the programs kind of look and smell the same? Yeah, they do. Actually, I think. I mean, I guess we have in in the category of cash back. Um, yes, they they are similar because a lot of them are cash back at certain merchants. Now, many of them have you know hundreds of merchants to choose from, but but yes, I think that 
that it is looking similar, you know, a high percentage of cash back, yet there is a limit or yet there is a limit on how many times a day you can do it and how many different merchants you can, you can use it at. So, so yes, I would say that there, that there is similarity. So those programs that go out and actually, as you described, make partnerships, I guess, based on their clientele's sort of needs and predilections, stuff like that, those, in a way, those, yeah. those distinguish themselves um, from some of the other programs. Right, right. And I guess um, another key sort of theme that seemed to be emerging is um, the idea of flexibility and tailored to a person's needs. So rather, rather than, um, uh, than cash back everywhere, they're focusing on, you know, where are our customers spending their money and sort of trying to put the biggest deals or best sounding deals in the spaces where people are spending the most money. So that's an, that's a way that they're also, you know, sort of playing into this. We're flexible. We are tailored. We're personalized. That also seems to be seems to be a theme here. Sarah, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for joining us on the Tear Sheet Podcast. Today. Okay, thank you, thank you. Nice talking to you as well. 